Hey, everybody. Maybe you noticed that the episode is a little late this week. Uh, we wanted to hold it for a bit out of respect for everybody out there protesting. Um, we've got a very silly episode for you this week. But uh, before we get to it, I just wanted to come on and express support for Black Lives Matter. Uh, if you're out there protesting, please stay safe. Uh, and if you have a little extra cash, uh, consider giving it to an organization fighting racism in your area. Okay, here's this week's JJ Go with Danielle Radford and Andy Wood. Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, Jesse Thorne out this week uh, taking care of some family business. But uh, in his absence, I have two uh, awesome returning guests, uh, people we have been wanting to have back for some time. Uh, and two people who will a little bit later in the show um, put their taste buds on the line to taste some potentially <laughs> horrible malt beverages. Uh, first, we got a stand-up comic and writer uh, and the host of Max Fun's wrestling podcast, Tights and Fights, uh, Danielle Radford. Danielle Radford, welcome back to the show. Hi, hello. Thank you guys so much for having me. I'm excited to be back and uh, uh, taste these uh, hard seltzers because I got opinions. Oh, good. Oh, good. Yeah. I mean, it would be I, I, I should hope that not everybody is just <laughs> mad on them because I don't have a lot planned. Oh, no, I like I will Somalia this shit. Like, oh, this is good. Important. Yes. Tell me about the oaky notes. <laughs> oh, we go get into mouthfeel. Uh, just be ready. We good. are getting into mouthfeel. Good. I mean, and what is this podcast? Um, but an exploration of mouthfeel. <laughs> I've always said when people ask me to describe Jordan Jessica, I'm like, well, you know, it's an interview. It's not really an interview. It's, you know, it's about mouthfeel. Exactly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, our other guest uh, is a stand up comic and one of the hosts of the Probably Science podcast, uh, Andy Wood. Andy, welcome back to the show. Thank you for having me. I'm also a big fan of Seltzer's Hard and Soft. Uh, I'm old enough to remember the early days of Zima. I think that was mm. one of my first drinking experiences. Oh, so wow. I, draw, I draw from decades of, of knowledge about <laughs> clear alcohol, bubbly things. Um, See, like this is why I didn't think that the seltzer, we're going to get into it. I'm sorry. Into, I, yeah. I am already really pumped to have this discussion. The seltzer segment is the second segment. So let's <laughs> do not. I have a plan. I have a Lucy Goose plan. <laughs> it involves talking about the seltzer in the second segment. This is a tease. This is quality content, it's guys. It's a tease. You got to yeah. tease. Um, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, well, I'm going to goof around, uh, today with two of my, uh, favorite funny people. Um, a little acknowledgement up top that we're, we're recording this on, on Sunday the 31st. And, um, you know, uh, lots of, uh, very intense, uh, uh, world stuff happening in the world. And it feels a little bit weird to come on and do this, uh, kind of goofy, uh, mouthfeel based podcast for everybody. <laughs> um, but but yeah, but I you know I think something that I like about about doing this is that you know it's a it's a little space to just kind of uh, goof around and be silly every week, and hopefully that's what the listeners like too. So um, so yeah, just uh, you know just uh, uh, just know that uh, know that we feel weird. That's what I want you <laughs> yes, to listen to go. know. <laughs> I feel and it's weird. not the usual weird that I feel when I do Jordan Jesse go. It's a completely <laughs> different weird. There's two different kinds of weirdness going on. <laughs> 
Um, so Danielle, but you guys, uh, you guys are still doing uh, tights and fights. Your wrestling podcast. You guys are kind of doing it remotely uh, uh, since all the quarantine stuff has happened. Yeah, we're still doing remote. Um, and then I also um, host uh, SJU on Fandom. Um, which is part of the Screen Junkies fandom kind of family of shows and things. And so I'm one of the co-hosts on that as well. And we're also doing that remotely. Now that we do, uh, we do have Zoom. So there is um, a visual component, which means I got to fucking wear makeup all the time. I didn't have to do it in the studio because the the lights were going to blow me out anyway. But in this one, I'm like, oh, well, great. If I don't, I don't have a fucking nose. So um, I have to like do contouring and all that fancy stuff. I had to buy more wigs because can't get no haircut. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that is always like I mean I think we've maybe we've all done a few kind of podcasty type things in quarantine and it's always a little surprise when you're like, okay, we're gonna do a photo or this has video and I'm like, oh shit, I look like a racer head and I'm covered in cat hair. <laughs> yeah, I definitely have that like ring around the uh the ring around the webcam where I've got my my quarantined area that looks very nice and then the rest of it is just all cans. Um, uh, just all cans of white cloth. It's just, it's just the rest of my everything else. Um, I put in some of my weird frustration from this week and I made myself a home office. I'm like a real girl. Uh, so I can do mm. some of my stuff from there. Wow. Uh, so what's the, can you describe the home office to uh, office to us? I, I should say we do not have video. Uh, we do not have a video component here, so I, I cannot see the home office, but I would love to know what it, uh, what's in there. Do you have, do you have those steel balls that, that clack back and forth because that's <laughs> that that is what makes an office no i don't have that and i don't have my stress balls either which i oh. need. I also need like that i forgot to get the mini golf you know so i can practice my putt man i know my my idea of an office uh kind of stops at what an 80s action movie villain would have mm. so mine is all mirrored and uh black it's all mirrors and black. So I do. It is a very dude because those are the things that were cheap. So sure. like, every every I have a God, my couch is like fake leather. I have a real dude apartment now that I'm looking. Real mask energy I mean, in here. When you say when you say uh, leather or black and mirrors, uh, I mean, that does seem like it has a, a, a sensual element to me. I was like, that sounds kind of sensual uh, now my living room smells like all of our dads is what i'm discovering I just, <laughs> all of it is just <laughs> well, i don't know about your dads but thad morris was quite the sensual man i don't know if you uh saw you've seen any photos of thad morris in his famous khaki shorts and uh indiana jones golf hat Ooh, so I, I, I would say i would say those special ones for father's day <laughs> yeah exactly um so yeah oh, I, so i wanted to ask danielle what is going on in the world of wrestling because nights tights and fights the wrestling podcast are, is there still wrestling going on and if so what's the what's the like hot shit people are talking about um there is and it's fucking weird um, it's really weird they are still just rubbing all over each other no masks just rubbing wow. so um it, it's been a really controversial time for wrestling um and this is going to be long story short but i promise this is the most interesting thing that you will hear about wrestling from me possibly ever and you will hear about wrestling from me a lot so wrestlemania obviously was scheduled for the beginning of april um and that is when everyone canceled outside and so <laughs> WrestleMania is usually kind of like the San Diego Comic-Con of wrestling events in that it's not just WWE WrestleMania stuff and they do stuff all weekend. 
every company. It's, ri- it's Riverdale panels. It's uh... yes, exactly, exactly. <laughs> Katie um, Keen. <laughs> you will definitely meet someone from Nexus, Netflix's uh, Thirteen Reasons Why at WrestleMania. <laughs> right? Like, like, well, is this Comic Con? I don't know. It's all kind of just pop culture now. Sure. Yeah, just like a, uh, just a bunch of activations. So, right. but yeah, so they everyone floods there. There's tons of events. Um, and yeah, no, like there, there will be like wrestling burlesque. Like it does get weird and maybe sexy, probably not. Um, oh it, it does, get, it, it gets weird. And so every other company was like, well, we can't do this now. Uh, what WWE did, because it's in Florida, which is also where they have a lot of their training and stuff. So WWE was like, we're still going to do WrestleMania, but obviously like, we're not going to do it with a crowd. Um, I, I believe they did it at the performance center. Maybe they did it in the huge stadium. I don't remember. It'll be a solemn, dignified WrestleMania. <laughs> it was very solemn. There were no, <laughs> there was no crowd, um, but there were still people trying to do crowd work, which is very awkward. They oh did do something, which was a cinematic match, which I actually thought was like really interesting. And it reminded me a lot of, ha, <laughs> nerd alert, of when I studied theater and we had, you know, like a whole, you know, probably like a month of, uh, the theater uh, program when we studied like actual theory of theater and history of theater, we did a whole month on how um, Greek rituals eventually became theater. And that's what this reminded me a lot of, of like watching like these gladiator, like people fighting. And then it become, it became like this really weird, surreal um, like scene um, that was like not all in the ring. And it was really interesting and actually really genuinely cool. And I was I, I was proud of them for doing something different. There was a chorus and, explaining the political ramifications yeah. of... <laughs> I mean, if you consider uh, commentary to be a Greek chorus, and I do, sure. um, they've already got that. Wow. Because <laughs> um, there is there are, there are commentary teams. Um, and so they... And everyone was like, okay, well, then that's like, we get that they're going to do WrestleMania. It's not great, but whatever. Um, but, and and people were theorizing, like, the reason why Florida hasn't canceled outside yet is because WrestleMania. And then we were like, no, that's conspiracy stuff. So then they kept going and they were like, oh, we're still going to do shows. Um, and we're just going to do shows in our performance center, keep them kind of small. And folks found out that somehow wrestling was considered uh, an essential a profession in the state of Florida. <laughs> Okay. Well, um, after which we learned that the McMahons had donated a lot of money to, I believe it was in, in either the governor's like super PAC or like, uh, you know, a re-election or something. They donated a lot of money that benefits that they, they, they bribed the governor into saying that it's essential that people, that dudes rub on dudes. Listen here, um, in Florida, it's, it's essential. You know, you have, uh, you know, you have healthcare workers, yes. uh, mm-hmm. people who work at, you know, supermarkets and food service places, uh, professional wrestlers, uh, mm-hmm. jet ski repairmen, uh, alligator wranglers, <laughs> well, I don't know uh, machete about you. sharpeners. These are the essential yeah. workers of Florida. Swamp Look, boat I- fan repairmen. <laughs> yes. Yes. At least once a week, I know that me and my family depend on our undertakers. So if right. you just need yes. someone that can come in and just shoot lightning. Um, John Cena, definitely essential um, around me and my loved ones. So yeah, so that wound up happening. And so that was a huge controversy. I want to say not even two weeks later, and I, I don't, time means nothing, so I could be all wrong on this timeline, but it was very soon afterwards. WWE then fired a ton of people that they had kept on and been like, yeah, we're going to keep all these people on. We want to make sure everyone's working mania and getting paid because it's rough right now. They fired a crap ton of people, and then they put some people on furlough, but a lot of talent got let go. The same day, 
that they started doing these um, layoffs and furloughs was the day that it was announced that Vince McMahon was going to be part of Trump's like his uh, consulting team about how to bring business back after COVID. Boy, oh, God. You, the oh, world's all, a cartoon, ain't it? You <laughs> and then, like the week, the like the week before that, um, I, I forgot this uh, XFL, which they tried to bring that back. Oh yeah, declared bankruptcy. Oh, R.I.P. XFL. Second death. Ugh. Yeah. So it's like I, I'm not a, I'm not an economic consultant, but I just feel like if all of these things have happened and have been in the news, along with also people finding out, like there was this thing called Dark Side of the Ring that was on Vice, where it was very strongly implied that Vince McMahon may have paid someone off to cover up a, 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 a murder. Um, I like maybe. Uh, wow. I don't know. Uh, I'm not, again. I'm not. A, I'm not a consultant, but I maybe would have sat on that announcement for another month. Just mm. sat right on it. Just, uh, sure. just put put my butt all over it. Just this sat is, it right there. Is there because wrestling is like, you know, like obviously. I mean, I I do not follow wrestling, but I kind of know that like the WWE is a kind of a shady organization. Are yes. there more respectable places that one can go for wrestling if one is socially minded? Um, <laughs> there are some that say they do. Uh, in theory. Like they might tweet like, you know, Black Lives Matter. And then it's like, yeah, but you still take all this money from these weird people. Or like, yeah, but you still don't have a lot of black people on your roster. Or like, yeah, but like you guys say that you're this really like progressive company. But why is there like never more than one women's match on your two hour show? So there are still things. And because there are alternatives now, which is interesting because one of them, um, a big one, just started back up and it's called like AEW. And so that's become a huge alternative to at least the WWE main products. People are still watching NXT because NXT is good. It's smaller. Um, it's more focused on like storylines and wrestling. Um, it feels more like an indie show. It doesn't feel uh, so much like it's, you, you never have to worry on an episode of NXT that someone's going to come out dressed like the Colonel and be like, you're, I love chicken and you're chicken chicken or something dumb like that you never believe that's gonna happen because that is that is why that is maybe why i don't follow wrestling is because i am worried about various colonel sanders related faux pas you would be surprised how many times that's happened although i will say aew did a thing where they had a uh uh crackle barrel cracker barrel themed match okay where people were like there were there were like barrels full of biscuits or something that people were throwing at people. A lot of food waste. Didn't like it. <laughs> yeah, that's the most offensive part. That food could have gone to people in need. Yeah, they, they, they were there were grandmothers taking their kids out for birthdays. Yeah, you could buy a kind of a shoddily made uh, uh, rocking chair. Yeah, that supports no one's weight who's in there. Not a, and that's yeah. not even a fat joke. That's just like it, it is not. It is decoration. But yeah, they're they're yeah. I think we could all agree that the, uh, the the furniture you buy at Cracker Barrel is flimsy. <laughs> there, I mean, sorry, I know Jesse doesn't like it when I talk about the quality of Cracker Barrel furniture on the air. But he, since he's not here this week, I'm going all in. Man, you're just going political. Yeah, sorry. That's why I shop and eat exclusively at Crate and Cracker Barrel. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I will admit that I the last time I had a very small window where I paid attention to wrestling and it was when the most famous wrestler or my favorite wrestler anyway was Jake the Snake Roberts. So oh, he's yeah. any kind of rest he's back. Tell me okay, tell me all about that. How old <laughs> okay. is he? Does he still have a snake? Uh I, I, I need info. 
Okay, um, very and yes. So he is on AEW now. Um, and I think that he's supposed to be like a heel, but so his thing, he has an amazing redemption story where like, he was obviously at rock bottom and he's been at rock bottom for years. There've been documentaries. I think it was like beyond the mat and other documentaries that really detailed like all the things that happened to him. Um, because wrestlers, uh, much like football players, uh, they were not like football players cause they have a union wrestlers, like healthcare wasn't covered and stuff like that. You don't get days off. Um, so if you don't work, you don't get paid. And so that might mean if you're injured, you just cover it in drugs you just bathe yourself in drugs and that's not good for a person over a long period of time so yeah i mean i i, I treat myself to one drug bath a year just one and, that's sensible uh, I, I stop there and it's not and it's not a um it's not i don't have to do it i do it because i want i want to treat myself it's all in the name of self-care anyway yeah, have you ever been ahead. to the drug baths of big bear they're beautiful um so oh he, i've heard yeah they're outdoors oh, yeah so gorgeous so gorgeous so he's back um and he like there's another wrestler named um ddp who started his own yoga about uh 15 years ago um it was okay. originally called yoga for regular guys because uh you know uh who's yoga's more not regular mainly. than a professional no wrestler, one's more sure. regular than a professional wrestler so he started his own yoga and through that he's been using his yoga to like help all of these old wrestlers rehab their bodies and their minds and souls. So he helped Jake like get back on the straight and narrow. And so now Jake is like back and he's taking on Cody Rhodes, who is like one of the main dudes in AEW. And he's like one of the founders. He like put a snake on, on Cody's wife. Like shit's real. Wow. You don't snake another man's wife. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I Maybe I'm old fashioned. Right in the middle of the ring. I, I think the reason why I loved Jake the Snake as a kid, because I, I think I always wanted to be a, a, a snake guy. And I think my parents were pretty permissive with the like weird pets. Uh, not weird, I should say. But, you know, you're kind of non-dog cat pets. I think we had a hamster. Um uh, who God? Who? Yeah, I mean this. This. This kind of lines up. My hamster's name was Hulk Hogan. I have uh, now canceled my hamster, <laughs> uh, my childhood hamster, because he... your hamster also got uh, caused the end of Gawker, which is amazing. Yeah, yeah. that's true. That's <laughs> a lot true. Of work. Um, but yeah, he's been dead for a long time. But I have canceled him, just so you guys know. Um, and so, but yeah, but they never caved on the snake. Uh, we had a parakeet too. It's not that weird, but it's a little bit of a like, yeah. Why do you have one of these things? Um, yeah. But yeah, they mm. never caved on the snake, and I, and I think in hindsight, I'm I'm grateful to them because I think if I had a snake, it would have led me down a, a path. You know, you get the snake, and then you know, how how far away is the onk jewelry? You know, <laughs> oh, it's very close. It's very close. Yeah. Um, you know, if you get a snake, eventually you're going to become one of those guys that like rope walks with his bird in the park. You know, right? Oh, yes. yeah, and. Got to learn fire sticks. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, is contact juggling far behind? It is not. <laughs> Did you guys, either of you guys have any of the, like, any of the non-cat dog pets growing up? Oh, yeah. I'm a snake guy. You're talking to, Whoa. I take umbrage <laughs> at this. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Oh. Well, I've, I've, I've revealed Multiple my, my true feelings about snake guys. So, Andy, can you, can you speak to any of this? I don't understand what the appeal of snakes is or was. It doesn't exist right now that the appeal is gone for me. But uh, there was certainly a time when I was fascinated. I had multiple snakes. I had strong opinions on which species were the coolest. Um, I had I had a water I had a water snake named Walter. Not the most creative name, um, but he was great. And um, my neighbor 
I was taking piano lessons and my piano teacher's son wanted to play with the snake and I didn't want to let him because I didn't trust this little idiot. Uh, but my mom made me bring over Walter while I took the piano lesson. And of course, an hour later, I came outside. Oh, no, I don't like where this is going. Yep. He, he let him go. So Walter got away. And then I got a new one. Another water snake looked very similar, but it turns out snakes do have personalities. And the second one was a real bitey asshole. So... <laughs> I don't well, think he I heard about him. what happened to Walter and he wasn't taking yeah. his chances. <laughs> yeah. Walter's living his best life out there in Ann Arbor, Michigan, <laughs> he's somewhere. Still, he's still out there, uh, you know, uh, not biting anyone. No. Uh, being by water, I guess. D- Daniel, I liked- what was, Daniel, what was your pet situation growing up? Um, you know, we were pretty like, uh, we had a dog named Scruffy and then um, we had two birds. I don't remember what kind they are. They're probably whatever starter bird you get. Um, and both of them were, uh, let out, um, by my stepdad who was just like not paying attention, I guess. So the first bird we had was when we first moved to, um, Hawaii. I think people who listen to stuff know that I grew up, um, on military bases. So when we moved to Hawaii, um, we had that bird and he was yellow and his name was Frankie. And then we came to visit my Oma for a couple of weeks during the summer and, uh, in Seattle and then went back and Frankie done flew away. Very, very sad. Oh. Oh, I was in like kindergarten. It was not good. I think if you're if you're cataloging accidental pet deaths yep. or accidental pet losses, more often than not, stepdad is responsible. <laughs> I feel so bad. I know that he cared, but like yes. I, I just think that like my sister was the bird talker. Like the birds liked her. They didn't really care about me because mm-hmm. um, I was small and grabby. I was definitely like, I you know, it was definitely a, a mice and men situation where I just wanted to cuddle. It's like that bird's not for cuddling. And you, are, <laughs> you are very, very large for a five-year-old. So, um, uh, and then we, so we got a new bird, same kind of bird, but blue. And we named him Bluey um, because I am a writer and very clever. Yes. And so... <laughs> Uh, and then we went to go visit my Oma in Seattle, and then we came back, and Bluey done flown away. <laughs> oh, Bluey. Mm. Poor Bluey. And, you know, he's out there with Walter somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> Walter being best friends, making, making a, a, making a future Pixar show. movie. Yeah. yeah. Yes. <laughs> Bluey and Walter, coming soon from DreamWorks Animation. Sorry, I, demo- I demoted it from Pixar to DreamWorks. I'm yeah. <laughs> uh, Andy, but, but you never, like, so you had snakes, but you... You never felt. I mean, maybe you did. I guess I, I. I don't know too much about your childhood. Did you ever feel compelled to to kind of keep going down the route of snake guy? Did you have a a, a goth phase? Did you have a Ren no, Fair phase? It really wasn't about like that. I thought outwardly someone else would think my snakes were cool. I just thought snakes were cool. Like I didn't sure. ever They're have cool, a like desire that. to like take it out around my neck. Not that Walter would have even fit around my neck. But you know, there was never part of me that's like I want to have a thing. I, I need this in place of a personality. I mean, I, w- I did not have a cool personality, but I was just like, this was a, this was a, this was an intrinsic, not an extrinsic reward for the snakes. The snakes were their own reward. I would catch snakes. Yes, it's true. <laughs> snakes are their own reward. Yeah. I actually got that crocheted on a pillow at Cracker Barrel. Weirdly enough. <laughs> Uh, but I did. I caught a lot of snakes. We used to go vacation up in Canada in this area where there were a lot. And I, I was a you know an obsessive ten year old who would read about them, so I knew what which species were safe. But I think my parents didn't trust. In retrospect, I guess yeah. Why, why would you trust that a ten year old knows? So one of the times I caught this snake who bit me a bunch of times on the hand, as you would if you're being caught, I guess. Um, and it didn't bother me. Like it wasn't super painful, and I knew it wasn't poisonous, but uh, or venomous, whatever. And I got back to the house, and my dad saw it just started flipping out did that 
he got, took me over the kitchen sink and started sucking on the snake bites and spitting it in the sink. I'm like, Dad, I know what's be- it's a garter snake. It's fine. You don't have to do that. <laughs> wow, Dad. Dad yeah. has dad's yeah. has some sur- survival skills. Yeah. TCP. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a regular uh, <laughs> taking care of biting. I don't know. Sure, yeah. Yeah, yes, yeah, sure. <laughs> Take care of biting. Every day. Every day. <laughs> and biting overtime. Biting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think he would have been deemed a Florida essential worker, my dad. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> Um, but, but uh, just speaking of, speaking of vibe, uh, Andy, I saw a photo just a second ago. You have uh, quite a mighty quarantine beard going. Yeah. It's, uh, I haven't shaved since, um, was it March 13th was the kind of the day everything fell apart. I haven't shaved since like a week before that, I think. Okay. How is it? So, how are you finding beard life? Cause you're not normally a beard man, right? No, this is the longest I've ever had. I really, speaking of wrestling, I just want to get it to the point that I can put some Captain Lou Albano rubber bands in it and then yes, maybe yes. I'll shave it. But I got to try that out first. Um, yeah, I think there's kind of no reason not to do this now because it doesn't matter what you look like. And I'm, I was just <laughs> curious. Well, yeah, nothing. Yeah. I don't know if it's made, I've had entire jobs, um, this is a weird thing. I've had an entire job where I've never seen any of my coworkers in person. I had a five week stint of a thing that was came and went. And they also only know me as a, as a weird beard guy from zoom calls. So yeah, I don't know. I give off a very Ted Kaczynski thing right now. Cause it's, it's very scraggly and gray and, uh, I'm working on a manifesto. Yeah, you, Andy, you write a beautiful manifesto. Thank you, thank you. I majored in manifesto composition. I know, and I know a lot of a lot of you know. You work in a lot of like uh, you know, kind of talk variety. You write for a lot of game shows, but I mean, you really do a beautiful manifesto. And I would thank love you. to see the thank next you. phase of your career. You starting to kind of pursue that. You sound like my mom every Thanksgiving. Yeah, I know, mom. I, I have natural <laughs> I, manifesto gifts that I'm not. I know. Capitalism <laughs> is a blight and uh, it's a poison that needs to be extracted. I know. Much like dad did with the snake bite on my finger. I get it. <laughs> Much as dad sucked the poison from my hand, we must <laughs> suck the, capitalist, the poison uh, <laughs> that is capitalism from the earth. Yes. <laughs> so the kind of beautiful imagery you can use in your manifestos, Andy. Thank you. Okay, so this is all fair game for me to put in. Great, I will do. Yeah, that. yeah, this is yeah. You can use all this. Um, I will say I had a little. I had a kind of a moment of you know we're 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 reminiscing here and uh, uh, you know remembering remembering uh, uh, childhood's past. Uh, I so this weekend was supposed to be I was supposed to be going to my twentieth uh, high school reunion. Ah. Um, uh, down in Orange County, so it's about an hour hour uh, away from LA, and I don't know if it's something I would have like flown to or you know dedicated a you know any kind of like expensive trip to, but you know it's it, it's pretty close, and so I kind of like RSVP'd that I was going to go. I went to my tenth and uh, had a pretty good time, um, so I was like, oh yeah, why not? I'll 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 do the twentieth. It'll it'll be a hoot. But uh, so so you know obviously like uh, you know the uh, reunion was uh, was pushed back, um, but there's still like a Facebook page for it, oh. um, and the Facebook page kind of became kind of fun it was like people posting you know yearbook photos and kind of like remember this song and granted most of that is tlc's waterfalls uh, yes sure. you remember tlc's waterfalls um but yeah there's a lot of like you know photos and kind of like stuff from the time and um but uh there was one that and i've just been having just it, it, it's been just a, a pleasure but there was one that kind of blew my mind and i i even i clipped it out and i have it here and i just want to like 
take you guys on a little journey through this high school reunion Facebook post. Um, it, it and just to to set it up, it has a real for sale baby shoes never worn quality <laughs> to it. Oh no. So, you know, it's stuff from high school, stuff from the yearbook. It's someone uh, someone had posted their, um, their like, student ID. Uh, and just, you know, with their picture. And it's like, so it's someone posted their ID and the caption is, LOL, why do I still have this? Anybody else still have theirs? You know, so we're going down. I wish, ha, 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 so young. <laughs> and, and now, so now we have Mike. And Mike posts, I lost everything when Rachel left. <laughs> oh, 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 so, oh, so, oh. Uh, and I will say that Mike is, is, is with someone else in his Facebook photo. So I don't know if that is Rachel uh, or if he's still, you know, I mean, if, if she didn't leave, Mike, maybe change the Facebook photo. But I like the idea that a his I guess wife left him and took his high school ID <laughs> in case she needed to get a discount at the sub shop. She had a really good lawyer. Yeah, yeah, yeah she got yeah. everything. And also, like, why she's getting that bus discount? Yeah, right. Exactly. Half fare. Um, yeah, I mean that's uh, I mean that's gonna. Yeah, that's going to be a money saver in the long run. Uh, <laughs> I don't, and know why Mike decided that this is the appropriate place to do this. I know why. And I, guess I know you, why. Yeah. And uh, oh, what, what's your uh, what's your diagnosis, Danielle? Um, well, because yeah, I think that it was uh, aside from obviously being like a weird cry for help, I think it was definitely one of those like. Oh, I'm really sad now. So, I mean, I guess if any of you guys remember me, ladies, and want to like, oh, sure, okay. I'm gonna be at the reunion, and uh, yeah, you hmm. know, if you guys want to, you know, like just come and like hang out because I'm really sad because I just I love too hard. Yes, <laughs> yeah, I just I I love so hard. And I didn't know Mike in high school, but he he does strike me as the type that just he loves too hard. Um, he's a real workaholic. <laughs> These are some of Mike's really. Yes, these are some of Mike's yeah. worst qualities. <laughs> it just he cares too much. Right. Uh, and people can see it. It's a problem. It is. And I think and I think this is the the reaction uh, uh the last time I checked was he got one cry face emoji. No. <laughs> a single oh. a single cry face emoji. And then how many then, people in your class? Oh gosh, uh, uh, you know, uh, I would say probably a thousand. Oh, in no. your class? Yeah, we had a big, what? I had a big high school. I had a oh big my class. God, too. Yeah. I had a really big class. That's insane. Uh, yeah, and th- but then just like it's people going like, um, "Ha ha ha, you look great." I still have mine, and everyone just ignoring him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> LOL, <laughs> love these. <laughs> That's amazing. Right, he hasn't well, taken it down, I'm, I'm sure, obviously. No, last time I checked, it is, it is still there. Um, so, you know, we, I just want to like send out, you know, obviously, like there's a lot of people who need good vibes these days. And hopefully, everybody mm. out there, you're, you're taking care of the people close to you. And I just want to send out some good vibes to Mike. And, you know, Rachel, if you ever change your mind and want to come back, <laughs> <laughs> can you please bring his fucking ID with you? Bring, you, bring his ID. He needs it if he wants to check out library books. <laughs> He's trying to check out Island of the Blue Dolphin and they won't let him have it. 
Uh, He's only got to the part in Animal Farms where all the animals are still friends. Yes, he doesn't know that it's a it's a it's a symbol for society eventually falling apart and oh. uh, absolute power corrupting. Absolutely. Ugh. Right anyway. now, he's just like I want to hang out with those chill animals. That's <laughs> that's that's funny. He's like, oh yeah, Animal Farm. Yeah, cool book. Really fun. Yeah, <laughs> loved it. Uh, so okay, so let's. Uh, why don't we do this? I know we've been we've been teasing. Um, what everybody is tuning in for uh, is the uh, the official 2020 taste test of the hot new malt beverages. Uh, we will do that after we come back on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm James, host of Minority Corner, which is a podcast that's all about intersectionality. It's hosted by James with a guest host every week. Discussing all sorts of wonderful issues, nerdy and political. Pop culture. Black queer. Feminism. Race. Sexuality. News. You're going to learn your history, their self-empowerment, and it's told by what feels like your best friend. Why should someone listen to Minority Corner? Why not? Oh my God. Free stuff. There's not free stuff. The listeners of Minority Corner will enjoy some necessary LOLs, but mainly a look at what's happening in our world through a colorful lens. People will get the perspective of marginalized communities. I feel heard. I feel seen. Like you said, you need to understand how to be more proactive in your community and this is a great way to get started. Join us every Friday on Max Fun or wherever you get your podcast. Minority, Minority Corner. Corner. Because, because together, together we're the majority. Welcome back to Fireside Chat on KMAX. With me in studio to take your calls is the dopest duo on the West Coast, Oliver Wong and Morgan Rhodes. Go ahead, caller. Hey, uh, I'm looking for a music podcast that's insightful and thoughtful, but like also helps me discover artists and albums that I've never heard of. Yeah, man. Sounds like you need to listen to Heat Rocks every week. Myself and I'm Morgan Rhodes and my co-host here, Oliver Wong, talk to influential guests about a canonical album that has changed their lives. Guests like Moby, Open Mike Eagle, talk about albums by Prince, Joni Mitchell, and so much more. Yo, what's that show called again? Heat Rocks, deep dives into hot records. Every Thursday on Maximum Fun. La, 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 la. Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Andy Wood, beard noob. Uh, Danielle Radford, never had a snake. Hey, you know, if you're out there, mail Danielle a snake. <laughs> uh, you can Want... find it at P.O. Box. <laughs> yes, send it. Send the snake to her P.O. Box. If you're out there, I listen. I know we have at least one listener who has a snake farm. Uh, I don't know that for a fact, but I know that implicitly. Um, so, uh, you two are very lucky slash unlucky because you have, uh, uh, have come on an episode where Jesse is not here. And I think, uh, as is our tradition, when Jesse is not here, we like to do a taste test, um, of hot new malt beverages. And, uh, you know, summer is, summer is upon us. Um, so, and so as, so as to be as on trend as possible, um, instead of doing, um, you know, kind of the margarita type ones, uh, we're going to do all hard seltzers. Hard seltzer is, uh, apparently the new, uh, the new shit. Uh, you can get it everywhere. It is at your hip breweries. It is at your crafty cocktail bars. Uh, 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 you'll, you'll see I'm right once these places are open again. Right, right. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
so I before we before we start, so we have three uh, we have three uh, varietals uh, of these hard seltzers um, that I got from Bevmo. By the way, the Bevmo uh, contactless delivery ordering over the website really fun and easy. They don't sponsor the show, but if they want to, uh, I will speak up for their contactless delivery. The folks at Bevmo, big hit uh, with me. So uh, before before we uh, taste test these, I just wanted to ask, uh, is this something that you guys would drink normally? Danielle, you mentioned a pile of White Claw cans, but I don't know if that was just uh, uh, being colorful or if that is something you actually like to drink. Oh, no, that's real. Uh, so I love fizzy water like more than i have like a soda stream um because my fizzy water addiction was like becoming too i was spending too much money on fucking water so i got i got a soda stream um and i you can make like bottles of it a day i go through at least two or three bottles of that a day that's like the only way that i drink water um i tricked myself into drinking water with fizzy water so i um when they first started introducing these, because I had been burned before with your Zimas, with mm, your sure. other things in a can, um, even with uh, uh, Sofia Coppola's wine in a can, which was like, I love the idea of wine in a can, but that just, it was not good. Um, oh, I, Sophia. She, you know, Sophia. Taste test your weird champagne can. Put as much care into your wine as you do into your slow movies. <laughs> oh. I like them. They're slow. <laughs> I, I mean the, the can does look like something that would come from one of Sophia it's just very uh, it looks like it would be it would have lace on it it's beautiful um, so yeah I uh, I love uh, so I love the fizzy water and then my drink of choice has always been vodka I'm a, I'm a vodka drinker I enjoy my vodka so when these came out I was like well if, if it's just like I can make vodka sodas at home if that's basically what it is um, so no thank you I've got it I'm good plus I've always been like I like to taste my fucking liquor like I like to you know I like I like to drink my booze and I like to taste my booze let me tell you the first time i had a white claw i was like i think i'm like done with vodka for i think i'm like because i used to make fun of it and it's like no they're really good because you can like realistically you can't really have more than like three or four of them a night oh oh can't you (laughs) (laughs) count andy counterpoint Andy, you've known me for a long time. If I am saying that I can't drink for a night, then I'm, I would love to see who is. Um, so, yeah, it, it became like my thing where I was like, yeah, I'm just going to like I'll, I will drink these if I decide that I want to have one because it's like it's a nice kind of very pleasant buzzed. Um, I have never felt like I wanted to punch anyone in the face after drinking a White Claw. Like it's just it's very, um, you know, it, it's very like CBD of alcohol for me. Um, so, yeah, I've gotten into it. I, I got... Recently, I tried the Truly, um, the Truly variety of um, hard seltzer, which is also very delicious with a couple of weird skunky flavors. But uh, yeah, so I, uh, I have both of, yeah, both opinions on uh, fizzy water and specifically on hard seltzer water. Um, so I'm legitimately, because again, we talked about earlier how this is like a weird weekend and I was like, yeah, but like also I get to like drink a bunch of like hard seltzer, so Okay, well, yeah, I'm happy happy we could be a, a light at the end of the tunnel. Also, I am very close to downtown, so if we do hear helicopters and sirens, that's what there is. Okay. <laughs> they're not, and they're, yeah, and they're not coming for you because there are no laws when you're drinking claws, right? No laws when you're drinking claws, baby. Uh, Andy, is this something that you'll uh, crack open from time to time? I, w- I have definitely purchased... Uh, 12 pack assortments of White Claw, of Truly, of um, I believe even one of the brands we had. I don't want to spoil which three we have, but one of these three I think I've actually paid for. Um, so, yeah, I'm no stranger to this. I spent my formative uh, post college years in um, 
in Portland, Oregon, land of tons of craft breweries. And I, I put in my time as a beer snob. And now I'm just kind of uh, an omnivore of 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 booze. Um, I think the word is alcoholic. I think that's the word for it. Uh, <laughs> no, no, no. Booze omnivore sounds sure. really sophisticated. Yeah. I, would, I would go with that. Yeah. But, no, this summer I've been drinking mostly tequila on, uh, in crushed ice, on crushed ice, uh, with Ooh. crushed ice. And that has been a delightful discovery is my new favorite thing. But yes, I'm definitely not averse to a claw or a truly... Uh, I will say that in this, uh, you know, just as, uh, it, as, as long as we're all laying it out on the table here, I will say that I, I am a man who uh, likes a drink. Uh, I like to have them. I think they're good. Um, but, man, my experience is kind of drinking in, in, in the quarantine situation. I kind of stopped because I could not predict how it would make me feel. Uh. <laughs> I had been like, I'm like, oh, I'm a little bummed. You know, it'll make me feel better. This depressant. <laughs> um, uh, and, and, you know, it's like it's worked sometimes and it hasn't others. So I've kind of just been staying away from it because sometimes I'm like, ah, this is great. It's chilled me out. It, uh, You know, I'm 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 relaxing in a way that I would have had a hard time uh, doing otherwise. But um, but yeah, but sometimes it'll just send me into the like. Well, this sucks. Like mode. <laughs> yep, like, oh, yep. this fucking oh, yeah. suck. This is terrible. You know, I'll just get into that. So I kind of have been uh, reluctant to crack open uh, anything at all. Um, so I'm, uh, you know, so just guys, you know, just forgive me if I get a little blue. All right. Oh, I, yeah, no, that is. Uh, I, I'm not even like no jokies. That is why I switched to class because I was like, oh, I'm not going to be drinking. We're not leaving the house until at least September. I am not drinking vodka this whole time. Yeah, that's when you start calling like ex boyfriends and stuff, and we're already like doing crazy shit right now. I, I don't. No one needs more. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So you know, and I know I I don't think so. I think this is going to go well because I am I am here with uh, two of my favorite funny people, and I think this Aww. is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, so the first uh the first entrant in the uh, hard seltzer drink off 2020 is the Smirnoff spiked sparkling seltzer raspberry rosé. Now, there's something we all want to do when we're drinking this raspberry rosé. Let's just do it once, get it, get it out of our systems, and then we don't have to return to it. Uh, on three, one, two, three. Raspberry rosé. <laughs> you know the kind you find at the Bevmo around the corner. There it is. Wow, raspberry rosé. Raspberry rosé. Okay, great. So um, this is. I love this can. Can we? Are we going to talk about cans? Let's and stuff. Yeah, let's let's just talk the whole thing. Danielle, what are your uh, what are your reactions to the packaging uh, to the Smirnoff brand? I know you're a vodka drinker. Uh, let's, yeah. What are your initial impressions? Well, my first thing is is this one is meant for ladies, and you can tell because it's pink, and they put the calories really big on the side. Oh, they did. <laughs> so that's how you can tell that this is marketed. Uh, for the women. Uh, this is a ladies night out hard seltzer. Now, you know, and I, I want to be, and I've had a sip here mm-hmm. and, you know, I, I think that, you know, as, as, as men, as people who identify as men, I think sometimes, you know, we, we can be a little closed minded when it comes to stuff that is like marketed to women, whether that's, right. you know, food, drinks, entertainment. And, you know, and I, I like to kind of like maybe challenge myself a little bit to kind of get out of my comfort zone and to, you know, experience stuff that's, you know, maybe not pitched directly at me. 
Uh, but I will say my man's perspective here is that this fucking sucks. This is not good. It's got a weird, <laughs> oh, no. it has like a weird, af- well, because why are you, why are you mixing in wine yeah. flavors along with yes. seltzer flavors? Like it's not, and I know that there's like sparkling wines and stuff, but you don't do that with a rosé. Plus it's not, it's a malt beverage. So it still has that like weird kind of tinny. Uh, yeah, no, it 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 uh, it simply is not good. Um, yeah, I would sucks. like to try whatever. You remember when Dr Pepper was like, "Fuck that! This is Dr Pepper for men." I would like to taste. That's right. <laughs> I would like to taste the the Schmirnoff spiked sparkling seltzer uh, raspberry rosé that's for men. Yeah, the raspberry <laughs> rosé with uh, notes of leather and Axe body spray. And <laughs> oh, I just had Musk. it taste. It's, it's Musk. Musk. It's, it, no, no, this does taste musty. This tastes like. If you find a glass, like a bottle of wine that's been sitting in the back and it was like open for a party a month ago and you're like, it's not going to kill me. Ugh. And then you drink it. Yeah, it just, I it, like rosé too. I love a, a glass of rosé on a hot day. It's really, really nice. And this, uh, this is just not, nowhere close. It's all, it's, it's the worst parts of these kinds of things. It's the, it's the tinny aftertaste. Uh, it's the weird kind of like artificial fruit flavor that you know just tastes like it's a Starbucks that's been in a pocket for a long time. Um, Andy, I don't think we've heard your I, thoughts. No, yet. you haven't, because I'm going to be the, the voice of dissent here and say this Whoa. is pal- this is palatable. This is palatable <laughs> to me. <laughs> High praise. What would you pair this with, Andy? Uh, I think some flaming hot Cheetos, perhaps. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, that kind of sounds nice. I I think this is actually not as bad as it could be. It's not overly sweet, which I think is the the kiss of death for these things. Do you guys think it's, I don't think it's incredibly sweet. It's not great. No, it's not sweet, which is nice. It's not cloyingly, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I agree. Yeah, I think that is the, maybe the one thing I could say for it is, yeah, because I think with your, you know, the like Limerita products, it's just like, Ugh. it's just Ugh. like, a, 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 it's like every sip is eating a whole popsicle. Well, I'm curious, Jordan, have you had the frozen rosé at one of our, <sighs> one of our watering holes of choice, the frosé on top? Oh, that uh... is the hot shit now. Maybe I have, you know, I have had a frosé and I kind of liked it. I thought it was pretty They are delightful. Dead. Yeah, I like those they too. They are very maybe delightful. Why I'm giving this a pass a little bit i think i have had some of those with like fizzy in them like the same way they do like coke uh like the coke uh the icy freezes or whatever we call them oh, right, yeah. Yeah. so i think i've had that yeah i don't also visit there's not enough um fizz for me yeah yeah it's you're right it is fizzy. lacking in carbonation i agree i do like them i like these kinds of things uh, a little more carbonated so yeah it is it does it, it does taste flat yeah, I'd also like I extra when I make that, which is part of the reason why I'm happy to make it at home. When I make my fizzy water, um, I like extra carbonate it. It like hits me in the face. I love it. Nice. Oh, so you can adjust the carbonation levels. Yeah, it's just like a uh, you just put it into um, a, like a machine with a nozzle, and then you just press a button. And so it's supposed to be. It's like the normal amount is you do three pushes of the button for thirty seconds. I do um, five to six pushes of the button, and uh, okay. all, all I taste is fizz. It's amazing. Are you are you at all worried what might happen if you accidentally ingest some pop rocks? Oh, yeah. Oh, I will die immediately. <laughs> this is actually a pop rocks for you. Like I scan in the same way that they're doing temperature checks now. Like I scan people for pop rocks. Like you can't be. <laughs> right. Like how in an elementary school, you have to make sure nobody brings peanuts in that lunch. Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Unless they brought enough for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I think, so it sounds like we have two thumbs down and one thumb kind of sideways. medium. One sideways I, like thumb. The, uh, the gladiator thing where the, th- the thumb is... Uh... <laughs> Yes. But isn't that the isn't that the true way that the 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 dude is supposed to say whether the person d- lives or dies was like thumb to one side or the other as opposed to up and down? 
Oh, I don't know. I guess I thought of it as like it. That's it's in the middle till the crowd says what they want. Oh, I thought I remembered hearing something about how like it's supposed to represent like a sword being sheathed or unsheathed, and it's. Uh, I don't know. I could be wrong. The internet will solve this for me, I'm sure. By the time this, <laughs> yes, let us know, gladiator nerds. Uh, are you not entertained by this episode? If you're not entertained because we're getting our uh, gladiator facts wrong. All right, so let's let's move on. I think let's do uh, let's do a uh, uh, let's do a sparkling seltzer with uh, a name that I do not like. This is the <laughs> Belching Beaver oh, Hard Seltzer. So this is the uh, one I, for dudes. It's yeah. The, so the logo is a like a, an an extreme tattooed beaver letting out a a, a big old Shrek style belch, and this one's for the fellas. Yep, but he's he's um, flexing his beaver guns. He's got yeah. big beaver guns. He's got sunglasses on. He's got beaver beaver tribal tats. Yeah, he and it's belching beaver to me sounds like something that like one of the dude characters would say in like one of the American pie sequels, like, Oh dude, I bet she does the belching beaver. And then a blink One Eighty Two song plays and everybody runs away. I'm checking uh, urban dictionary to see if it's already a thing. Cause if it isn't, our listeners should make it something. Cause that how urban dictionary works. Can it, you just be make, another name uh, for like a queef, right? That oh, seems maybe. like what it must be. Yeah. The old belching beaver. Um, yeah. <laughs> hey, if you're out there and you're, an, if you're an editor on urban dictionary, help us out. <laughs> So I think this is from a, like a craft brewery. It's like here at the Beave. Oh God, here at the Beave, we love making beer, but some of our guys are packing on the pounds. All right, so we have guys oh, here. Jesus Daniel, I think you were Christ. right. It's gender. So Thomas, Tom, we all know Thomas. So Thomas came up with the idea of making a low carb hard seltzer. Troy, <laughs> like oh, we Jesus. know, of course, I don't know who there. works at your yeah. fucking beer place, <laughs> dipshits. But Troy I did know brought... that one of them was named Troy, though. Like I did yeah. hear that in my phone. I think it is safe to assume that at your craft brewery, it's safe to assume there are enough Troys. It probably merits distinguishing which Troy we're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> there's, there's Troy, Troy, S, yes. Troy B. Yeah. There's Black Troy. Black Troy. <laughs> Troy brewed up a batch using real fruit, no artificial flavors or extracts. Now we have a low carb, no sugar added, easy drinking style. To balance our carb intake it's either this or the gym so hard seltzer it is <laughs> oh god i hate everything about let this. the damn good times continue damn beaver ha ha cheers tom yes. another mm. great guy i don't know all right belching beaver all right mm. passion fruit and guava oh yeah passion mm, yeah, we should mm, say mm. It's... no absolutely not no absolutely not hold on hmm all right, so I... Oh, God, no. Oh, God, no. <laughs> no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> sorry, if that was involuntary, little... right? Like, you can't... Oh, oh, oh. I went through a little journey with this. The first <laughs> 1.5 seconds, I was like, ooh, I don't know, this is pretty good. And then the aftertaste came. <laughs> yeah. The aftertaste is pretty, is pretty foul. I think the original sip was okay, but... Uh, yeah, it really it it really uh, leaves a stink in your mouth. It, it's like I would call it vomitous adjacent. Mm. Okay, yeah. I yeah. smelled it before I tasted it, and I should have known then. Like oh, I can yeah. smell it from where it's sitting on my table now, which is like not close <laughs> to my nose. But they're so real the fruit flavors, Danielle. So you oh. would have to hit the gym with Troy and Johnny and Tim <laughs> yeah. and Cooter When's and the last... <laughs> When's the last time any of you guys had a passion fruit or guava? They are not super great on their own. That's yeah, why we yeah. put them with other yeah. fruit. <laughs> You're right. Like guava's you mix a weird them one. with other things. Yeah, guava's guava's good, but it's like not. 
I that's why you put it in sugar and make it with jam and shit because it's got like a weird taste. Yeah, it's like yeah. in the same family as papaya, which actually to me smells like vomitous. No, oh, yeah, it's, no. It's, All right, uh, so I don't know that we need to discuss the belching beaver too sorry. much more. 110 calories, 5.5 percent alcohol by volume. Uh, let's okay, see, how much does the raspberry rose have? 4.5. So the beaver will get you fucked up. Oh god. Um, all right, so I think I think we've um, we're not we're not going great here, um, but we have one more, and I am a little bit excited about this one. I saved it for last because I'm the most hopeful. This is the Pabst Blue Ribbon, eight oh, yeah. percent alcohol by volume, stronger seltzer. Uh, it, it has a lime. Uh, it has a lime flavor. It is in a uh, sixteen ounce can. It's a tall mm-hmm. boy. Hell yeah. And I have a soft spot for the Paps family of products. I Hard think I, same. Oh, okay, good. Yeah, yeah. I, Hard I, same. I definitely kind of like started drinking in the like peak of like, it's kind of ironic, cheeky yep. fun to drink a Paps. Right. And I do think they are legitimately pretty good and fun to uh, fun to crack open on a hot day. Uh, Andy, do you have a, 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 a yeah, I, kind I, of... I think I was oh. also part of the early wave of PBR's popularity in... I think Portland was one of those cities circa like 2001 when I moved there yeah. that was like it was starting to become a thing. And uh, I and think it was also it actually, cheap. You could get it for like a dollar. Right. Yeah. And I think it, it does taste better than similarly priced beers. Like I think I could in a blind taste test pick it out from, you know, your Bud and Coors kind of things. And I, I do think it's actually better. So, uh, yes. This is 230 calories. So, uh, you know. Well, um, 8%. Yeah. Yeah, but it is uh, it is efficient uh, if you are looking for um, a buzz. So yeah, PBR let's... don't care about your waistline. That's what this one is for scumbags. I'm into yeah, it. Yeah, for scummies. Scumbag shit. All right. Ooh, um, uh, ooh that <laughs> lime. That no. artificial lime is powerful. No, lime no. forward. No. Yeah. Oh my god. Again, See, the uh, the the fucking aftertaste gets me with this one. I, I, I beg both of you to go back and uh, go sample <laughs> the much maligned raspberry rosé after having tried this. Yeah, I think you will suddenly you will suddenly find that I made a good point. I think I was like I for me I was expecting the other two of these to be like on the level. Now we see why you know we make fun of White Claw, but man, there's there's a reason why we call Q-tips Q-tips. There's a reason the band aids uh, band aid man. Yeah. Like there's sometimes the thing is, sure. is the is the better thing, and it's yeah. yeah I, oh, hmm. And I think that extra alcohol is not helping me either because it's extra no. alcohol but it's extra malt alcohol yeah uh it's very, this, this one's d- too sweet definitely yeah it's what it's, is that aftertaste it's almost like cinnamon oh yeah it, it tastes burnt i think like if you if you do that thing where you kind of like close you close you put like the roof of your tongue to your mouth and like exhale and you can kind of taste it it tastes burnt i think the aftertaste oh. is d battery yes I think it's like, you know, when your like dumb friend dares you to lick yeah. a D battery, that's this. <laughs> but I think Man, that's the yeah. taste of PBR in general, a dare that your dumb friend makes you do. Oh, come um, on. I like, <laughs> I'm no, defending I, so much alcohol today. I say today. that in a, in a loving way. I do. I will. I listen, I'll, I'll, I'll drink a, a straight up, uh, you know. PBR beer uh, uh, at the drop of a hat, but man, yeah, uh, I was kind of hoping we would have a we would have a champ in this. Uh, can we oh. all uh, should, let's all stump for a favorite? I know that 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 um, um, you know maybe none of these were home runs, but uh, uh, let's let's go around the horn. Danielle, do you have a favorite of these? Yeah, I, I think we have to go with the rosé. I don't think we were given a choice. 
Yeah. Um, Andy, how do you do you feel the same well, way? I could tell you the two that I'm going to finish are the Pabst <laughs> and the Rosé. The passion fruit guava will get thrown in straight down the sink. Um, yeah, I, I think the Rosé, um, very not bad. Very not bad for, for what these things are. Um, um, was this part of a, a multi-pack, by the way, of Smirnoff? Was this a variety pack? Or uh, just... I will say, so the uh, the Smirnoff and the Belching Beaver come in six packs. So I still got uh, three of these in my fridge Ooh. if anybody oh, okay. wants them. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Paps, you can buy individual cans. Uh, oh. Hell yeah, baby. Throw it in a Stick paper bag. <laughs> so, you know, the Paps has that going for it. Yeah, I think I'm going with the, the, the Raspberry Rosé just because it is the, the, the kind of the least offensive uh, uh, sweetness, the least offensive aftertaste. Um, but yeah, but it doesn't doesn't look like we have an, any anything here we can add uh, into the rafters as a, a champion of malt beverages. I think um, we just we just determined that it should be called perhaps yellow ribbon. Wait, what's the second place ribbon? I don't know. <laughs> I forgot red, how ribbon cut a oh, red. OK, place? probably, um, probably. Yeah. Brown ribbon because it tastes like poo. Uh, it's like it's a very long second. <clears throat> yeah. Do you guys remember? Of course, you remember this, but like I can't believe the life cycle of of hard seltzers going from Zima to this and in between having the period when people only drank Smirnoff ice ironically because someone else yep. had tricked them into it. Oh, Remember right. icing, bros, icing, icing bros. bros? Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I was iced a few times in my day. I was iced. Yeah. I, I remember many parties at Andy Wood's house where I watched people get iced. It was weird because <laughs> we were adults. How do you how do you come up with that? Though? I mean, I feel like I, Bros Icing Bros had to be an inside job, a brilliant one. You know, there had to be some marketing person at oh, smeared yeah. off. In turn, it's like, I got this crazy oh, yeah, idea. Sure. We'll, yeah, we'll spread it at America's frat houses. It'll ironically catch on at comedy parties. Yeah. And like, it doesn't matter if people like it because they're going to buy it because it's something dumb. Yeah. And I forgot, it's a fucking Russian name. Of course, the Russians know how to do disinformation campaigns. <laughs> Russians. <laughs> yeah. First, it was bros icing bros, and then you ruined our election. Ugh, give yeah. us a rest, Russia. Um, all right. Now that we all have um, maybe a, just a, a little bit of a uh, sparkling seltzer buzz, uh, why don't we take a couple of phone calls? Brian, uh, you have some phone calls queued up from people who gave us a call at 206-9844-FUN. Uh, let's hear our first call. Hey, Jordan, Jesse, and I'm going to go with Senator Tim Kaine. Uh, I uh, conquered a personal fear of mine. I climbed up onto the roof of my house so that I could do some necessary repairs on the side of it. Uh, I'm up here now, and I'm using this phone call to procrastinate the most terrifying part, which is getting down. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. Man, I did uh, I did a fair amount of roof hangs as a youth. Did you guys hang <laughs> out on roofs? <laughs> yes. I, I forgot one time I we used to climb up onto the roof of my elementary school using the electric meter on the side as kind of a ladder. And we got caught one time by the janitor who said he was going to call the police. And I was in like first or second grade. And it was one of the most terrifying things that had happened to me at that point. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the threat of the police. What are they going to do to... Yeah electric chair i think when you're in first grade (laughs) you just assume you're going to get the chair for everything yeah yeah yeah. Uh, when i was in college i lived one of the places i lived was like just a big house it was like me and a bunch of dudes um and we had a place where if you went through one of our roommates windows you could access the roof um and so i used to go up on the roof a bunch 
And then one day, me and my friend who was then my roommate for a while, um, hey, Josh, um, we decided to robo trip, which I had never done before. Um, and now the details are I, hazy. Maybe I don't quite know what I'm robo trip sure. is. That Robitussin? Yeah, yeah, it's it's when you drink, you drink a lot of Robitussin and wow. it makes you feel weird. Mm. Um, and so we robo tripped and uh, it got real weird. I, I don't remember a bunch of it. I remember being in my room and it feeling we, we were on the moon. Um, I remember being in the back of the flatbed of someone's truck, like laying down as they were driving somewhere. Um, and I remembered that for some reason after that, I no longer wanted to go on the roof. And I don't know why. Okay, okay. Wow. Something you have a you have a a, a gap in your memory. Something happened yeah. on the roof. I, I just knew that the roof was over. Okay. <laughs> okay. Was, and have no you been roof. on a have you been on a roof since? I have, but it's always been one of those things where it's like it's the kind of roof that's set up for that you know the kind of crazy parties that one might find you know in a Pabst Blue Ribbon, Ribbon Stronger Seltzer commercial where we're all just hanging out. <laughs> sure. Uh, almost almost everyone's white. Someone's probably grilling some dogs. Yeah, grilling some dogs. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Uh, get on the roof. Get on the roof. That's their new slogan. I will say nothing stresses me out more than at one of those same parties Danielle's describing when someone decides it's time to jump from the roof into the pool if there is a pool. Oof, like that yeah. is, I'm like, we're about to see a paralysis happen. I know it. I know. I, even though I'm a guy who likes the water and jumping, like that's one thing I never I'm never yeah. part of the, the, the we, roof into pool situation. We have lost so many great Florida essential workers that way. <laughs> <laughs> the number one cause of death for Florida essential workers. We've also created so many jobs through America's Funniest Home Videos and everything that followed thanks to the mm. endless hours of hilarious rooftop jump fails. Yeah, that's true. The AFV industry has really <laughs> has really has uh, has that to thank for uh, basically their whole existence. Uh, yeah. I will say that I've had a couple more sips, some like absent-minded sips of the raspberry rosé. Maybe I kind of like it now. Yeah, there we go. See, that's that's how, that's how you got to do it. That was what Mike was doing on your Facebook page. Oh, like yeah. you start him off with something terrible and now like he can add whatever other awful thing he wants to after this. And it's going to be like, <laughs> OK, maybe the ID thing wasn't that bad. You know, right. <laughs> uh, Brian, we got another call in there. Hey, Jordan. Hey, Jesse. Hey, Sunny D. Um, I was calling with a story from the golden age of nunchucks. Uh, it was the mid 90s and I was in karate class and got to the belt where I was to learn the nunchuck. I was the only student in my class that was learning the nunchuck at the time, and so I was shown a couple of moves and told to go into a side room of our uh, dance studio where we had karate class and work on those. The next thing I knew uh, was my teacher coming in and shaking me awake as I was lying on the floor. I had knocked myself out with the nunchucks. Um, wow. So very dangerous with that weapon. Everyone should watch out. Anyways, uh, love you guys. Thanks a lot. Thanks for keeping me sane and all this. And uh, talk to you later. That teacher <laughs> gave a beginner a full chuck. You don't. You don't give. Like, you, you. There's foam. I know. Listen, I've known nunchuck chuck. But half chuck, maybe, but not half a full chuck, chuck. Yeah, maybe. There's a fo a foam chuck exists. I know this. I've I've seen the foam chuck. You don't give a full uh, 
TMNT style nunchuck to no. a beginner. That is just this is an irresponsible sensei. I'm not afraid to say it. This is a very <laughs> irresponsible sensei. I'm gonna guess that this was in a mall. It, but yes, yeah, this is definitely next to an orange Julius. Um, That's a weapon. I can't. I can't even picture what the best case scenario for a nunchuck attack is because it's not like it'll keep spinning after it hits someone. It'll. It'll. It just disrupt that entire. This choreographed thing you're doing is all in the hopes of just that it hits someone one time, right? Can't you also just swing it once and hit someone over the head? And that's as <laughs> Can you just get a bat? As, I mean, yeah, it's yeah. just a bat. <laughs> <laughs> I think the nunchuck is it. It operates like, and again, I'm I'm no nunchuck expert, but I think the nunchuck off off operates like a um like a lizard's frill. It's a kind of a don't mm. fuck with me right. kind of protective um dance you know it is a kind of um it's a show you're putting on for the rival i mean like yes are there more effective weapons than the nunchuck absolutely most weapons i would say are more effective than the (laughs) nunchuck danielle mentioned a bat that is much more effective than a nunchuck a trash can sure Maybe, Maybe a cat. <laughs> yeah, throw a cat at your uh, <laughs> at your pursuer. More effective than the nunchuck. Um, but yeah, I think the nunchuck is for people who want to like scare away attackers rather than engage them. If that works, why would anyone ever beat up a drum major? And I know they do. <laughs> like, is it baton? <laughs> baton twirling is kissing cousins with nunchuck clinging, isn't it? Like, sure, that yeah. should be. It's one of the yeah, one of the great mysteries of life. Why do people fuck with drum majors and not nunchuck experts? Yeah. And once again, just one step from working a fire stick. Like yeah. it's just, yeah. it's so close. Yeah. It is the yeah. devil sticks. It is the right. It is the uh, yeah. It is the uh, college quad uh, version of martial arts. Um, so. Uh, well, now that we have and, – and and I would love to open up the phone lines, 206-984-4FUN, to any other nunchuck stories that might be out there. Um, <laughs> For that matter, you know. bow stories, katana blade stories, yeah, any of the TMNT arsenal. Let's open it up to all martial arts weapons. If you have a, if you have a shuriken story, would love to hear that. Um, now, Brian, I, if, I'm, if I'm not mistaken, we have another entry into our um, – now beloved recurring segment, which is uh, songs about Walton Goggins's vodka. Uh, Andy and Danielle, I'll explain for you. Oh no, this- I know. I I'm a huge, <laughs> huge fan of the Zoot Suit Riot one from your Dan Deacon episode. That one was amazing. Well, Danielle, for you and for and for any of us who might be tuning in for the first time, um, this is a recurring bit that is getting harder and harder for me to explain. I forget more and more of the. <laughs> genesis of it each time um uh, uh i was in the supermarket um and noticed that walton goggins character actor walton goggins had his own brand of vodka and uh sang to myself um walton goggins has a vodka walton goggins has a vodka walton goggins has a vodka goggins has a vodka walton goggins and that inspired a nation a nation was inspired by my bravery and uh, our listeners have have, have spent uh, far too much time uh, writing and recording songs about Walton Goggins' vodka. And uh, apparently we've, we've received a, a flood of them as of late. Maybe people who are quarantined and looking for uh, a way to pass the time. Uh, Brian, can we, can we play the latest entry? Um, so uh, we got 10 this week. Which is, oh, my God. This is a, a, one we ha- a, a, a genre we haven't quite hit yet. So I thought you guys okay. might like to 
That was something else. Uh, Yeah, in the style of the uh, epitaph fat records punk rock of the 90s. Um, I I will admit that if that was a parody, I don't know what it was a parody of. And I'm probably losing a little bit of punk rock credibility here, but um, I didn't recognize it. Brian, did they say that it was a parody of something specific or is no, they didn't say and I don't I I don't think it was. Okay, well, if you uh, if you were if you were out there recorded that song uh, and it was a parody, please let us know uh, what of. But man, uh, uh, great job that got me pretty pumped yeah i might go finish this belching beaver (laughs) and then (laughs) have some seltzer yeah yeah i don't i don't know um i don't know what i'm gonna pick up but i'm definitely gonna pick it up as soon as i find it yes i don't know where it is but i'm picking it up well, if you have a Walton Goggins song, uh, jjgo at maximumfun.org, uh, we will be playing uh, more Walton Goggins theme songs in the coming weeks. Uh, we'll be right back on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jordan Morris, boy detective. Uh, huge thanks to both Danielle Radford and Andy Wood for coming on this show and tasting some uh, pretty bad drinks. Um, I wanted to mention uh, that both of you were writers and producers on an upcoming sci-fi network original TV show uh, called The Great Debate. Uh, I think uh, I'm going to go out on a limb and say that um, if you are listening to this program, you will be very interested in The Great Debate. Uh, can you guys give a little pitch for it? Sure. Yeah, The Great Debate is the show that settles ancient geek debate topics like who would be the worst boss to work for, Darth Vader or the Joker, things like that. It's a ton of fun. It's a, a four-guest panel show hosted by the amazing Baron Vaughn and mm. His trusty sidekick, uh, the ship's computer, DB8, voiced by someone who I think might be here on the call somewhere. That doesn't sound right. (laughs) Uh, Danielle, can we talk to DB8? Is DB8 here today? Inside the actor studio style. Um, no, it, it, yeah, I. Uh, this was a show that like started at Comic Cons, right? Like it was a mm-hmm. like a popular like Hall H type show, and now it's uh, it's on TV. Yeah, yeah, and we have just a great mix of of guests ranging from like the people behind Critical Role to beloved nerdy comics like your your Brian Posehns and Adam Savages. You get Aisha Tyler. It's tons of great guests and really fun topics, and it's just a very like loose, uh, f- fun way to let all these people be their naturally funny selves and also uh, dig into important topics like whether Yoda or Mr. Miyagi was a better sensei. <laughs> the answer may surprise you or not. Yeah. Uh, well, I will say this uh, because uh, the two of you were writing for it. I'm sure it will be hilarious. You are two of the uh, funniest people out there. Uh, the Great Debate, June 18th uh, on the Sci-Fi Network, it looks like. So, uh, so yeah, d- set those DVRs if a DVR is still something that you have. Sure. Uh, um, <laughs> 
Uh, but yeah, no, and it's and it sounds really cool. I bet this will be a fun thing to watch. Um, you know, it, it, uh, b- because we're all inside. I think that right. like, cons and like hangouts and like big shows like this are something that people are really missing. I know that I certainly am. So yeah, like a a TV show version of one of those. Uh, you know, kind of like f- cool, funny con shows. Uh, sounds like it would be uh, right up my alley. I think you'll enjoy it. Yeah, yeah it's definitely a good time for it. I mean, everything's bad, but <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> it's definitely like it, it recreates that feeling of going out and nerding out with like your nerd buds and, you know, like a bar or at a party or at a hang and not just like through Zoom or on Twitter. Yeah. Uh, and uh, the two of you are um, are both podcasters. If you're looking for more podcasts, Danielle, you host Tights and Fights or co-host Tights and Fights, the uh, Max Fun Wrestling podcast. Uh, Andy, is probably science uh, still throwing out new episodes? Yeah, we've been doing it uh, still weekly. It just changes every week which day of the week it is because schedules are weird. But um, yeah, we've been doing it through COVID here. So we're, we're eight years in, I believe, eight and a half years. Oh. Matt Kirsch That's and I amazing. have been hosting... A podcast about science news and whatnot. Uh, so that's probably science and tights and fights in your pod catching app and uh, the great debate coming soon to Sci-Fi Network on your TV. Uh, Andy and Danielle, thanks so much for joining us. Thanks for having oh, thank me. Thank you so much for having us. Yeah, this was uh, this was really fun, and I have to brush my teeth. Oh, <laughs> yes, God. I think yeah. we all have to vigorously brush our teeth uh, to get really just a, a, a foul cocktail of aftertastes out of our mouths. <laughs> it's so many different ones all at once. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Um, uh, yeah. If you're if you're out there sending out uh, nice vibes to the people in your life, definitely send some uh, nice vibes to our pal Jesse Thorne, who is uh, out there dealing with some uh, some family health stuff. Um, uh, we're uh, we're sending our good feelings to him and the whole Thorne family. And uh, yeah, uh, Brian Sunny D. Fernandez produces the show. And uh, by the way, he's doing a lot of extra work these days now that we're recording remote- remotely. So uh, thank you uh, so much to Brian Sunny D. Fernandez, who is really, really working overtime uh, these days to bring this dumb show to you. Uh, our uh, theme music is Love You by The Free Design. You can discuss the show on MaximumFun.reddit.com. Hashtag JJGo on Twitter. We will see you next week. Bye. MaximumFun.org Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Audience supported.